Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. In just a few minutes, we'll be talking with our guest, Lauren Anderson, about her obsession with elephants. Uh, but first, I would like to take a few moments to tell you about something that I'm not actually obsessed about, and that is politics. Uh, a lot of people are very obsessed with politics. Myself, I'm only obsessed with the way that people talk about politics. In particular, it really gets on my nerves when I talk with people and they claim that they want a president who thinks like the American people. Now, a president who really has the same things on his mind that we do. And personally, I do not want a president who thinks about the dumb shit that I think about. I want a president who is actually smarter than me, who like, knows things about politics and the world and can like find countries on a map and things like that. I do like to imagine actually hearing a speech from a president who does think like the American people. Something along the lines of, you know, hello, people of America. I think like you do, and I would like to tell you, I like vampires. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I also like werewolves, but not as much as vampires. I feel werewolves work best in a sort of supporting role to vampires, and I think the American people agree. In fact, if I could run as a vampire and have a werewolf as my vice president, that would be about perfect. And if we both wanted to have sex with the Secretary of State who was a human girl, that would be excellent. That would be more than perfect, wouldn't it? But I'm not just here to talk to you about vampires tonight, no. I'm here to share an important question that is on the minds of most Americans, and that is, I wonder how many boobs I will see before I die. Like 26? 102? Maybe 257? That would be weird, because that's an odd number. Maybe that's just a side boob. Who knows? I feel a little weird standing up here as a politician and just going on and on about boobs, but I think we can all agree that boobs in America are only getting bigger and bigger. And I do actually mean that literally. There are studies. Boobs are getting bigger for some reason, and we don't know why. But as your president, I will look closer at this big boob issue. I promise you. I will be out in the open about it. And I also have other issues on my mind, pressing issues, like why is the guacamole so much extra when you get a burrito at Chipotle? I think I stand with all the American people when I say, what the fuck, Chipotle? What the fuck? So in conclusion, vampires, boobs, inexpensive guacamole, America. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I would like to think that people wouldn't actually vote for that guy, but I think there is a slim possibility that they might actually do that. But I would far prefer to vote for someone who is actually smarter than me. So I invite you all to raise your glasses and join me in toasting people who are smarter than me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Lauren Anderson. Hello, Lauren. Hi, Joe. How are Hi, you tonight? People. Good, how are you? Good. So, uh, Lauren, for people who don't know you, uh, yes. why don't we uh, just start with a little bit about you? 
little. Who are you? Who am I? Um, my well, my name is Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I, I was named after Lauren Bacall, fun fact. Really? Yeah, yeah. My dad liked Lori, and Mom's like, you can't end your name in an IE, so I don't because know why. Because that's like, why, why not? Because it didn't end. In her opinion, it didn't end. It, like names need to end with like an N sound or a T or a... So it just floats away like candy. Yeah. So, it, so, so she, she decided, she's like, well, you know, I like Lauren Bacall, so let's do Lauren. So. How old are your parents? Um, my, my, my dad just turned 62. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a moment there on the just with there were, I thought you were gonna say died <laughs> my dad just, just died, died. <laughs> um, so thank you for that no. <laughs> no my dad just turned 62 and uh, my mom is 61 okay so yeah I don't know uh, anyway so my name is Lauren I'm an actor improviser and uh, writer sketch comedian around town cool I am I work at the Brave New Workshop currently and um, I am their Cal Ripken jr. I've done more shows at the workshop than anybody else in the history of its 54 years. Wow, congratulations. So for anyone outside of the Twin Cities listening who might not be familiar with the Brave New Workshop, it is, you give me the Brave New Workshop spiel. They I got will. the spiel down. Yeah, I got the spiel. I got, you, got, you can't do 26 shows and not know the spiel, <laughs> no. right? Um, the Brave New Workshop is the oldest satirical comedy theater in the country. Um, they, they, they started one year before The Second City, which is very famous, uh, well-known sketch comedy uh, uh, place in Chicago, yeah. but they have places all over. Um, it was started by the two founding members of Saturday Night Live, which were Al Franken and Tom Davis. They were the first head writers of Saturday Night Live. Um, and we do satirical sketch comedy every single day, all year long. Yeah. And it's been around for 54 years. Yeah. Or 55, 54. It just keeps, it's it more keeps, every year. It just keeps getting, reason. there's one more year after, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you and I have done some comedy together, but yes. uh, you're always so busy at the workshop that, yes. you know, your nights are taken up. So The I last, like, technical comedy we did together was a sketch for the Look Ma No Pants show. Yes, it was, I think, in, like, 2005. Yeah. And it was a version of My Fair Lady, I think, <laughs> called <laughs> My Fair Ho. Because I knew that Lauren likes to play hoes I and do. does it very well. I do. Not hookers or prostitutes, no, mind you, but, but hoes specifically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I wrote like a little song for you to sing as a hoe. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. did a little hoe dance. Yeah. <laughs> a hoe oh, down. Hoe down. Will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was great fun. That, that was a long time that ago. That was very fun, yes. Uh, and then Lauren's also very special in that she is my first guest who has actively contacted me and yes. said, I have so many damn obsessions. <laughs> well, it's funny because somebody else contacted me about it. And they okay. were like, they're like, Lauren, you, you're so obsessed with, you're so obsessive that you, that you should go on Joe's <laughs> show. And I was like, I think I will. So um, one of my biggest obsessions is elephants. And which is what I'm here to talk to you right. all about today. So. Okay, so so let's let's start talking about elephants. Mm -hmm. So when did elephants first come into your life? Well, Joe, <laughs> um, my story with elephants is interesting because uh, they've never not been in my life. Which is, um, my, I come from a family of collectors. I don't know if your parents collect or or whatnot, but they collect um, sadness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I tried to help them. Sad. Um. um so it was really important that that we would have something to collect uh, growing up. So um, well, what do you what did your parents collect? Well, my mom, I mean, any number of things like depression glass and <laughs> speaking <laughs> of sadness, right? <laughs> depression glass and uh, and um, and bunny rabbits. She collects bunnies and um, 
Um, but my mom wanted to step it up a notch. She didn't want it to be arbitrary. So she, when, when each of her children were born, she picked an animal that she felt represented us. Like when she first met us. I know, right? Weird. She and saw you and like, she's, she's Lauren like, Bacall yeah. and an elephant <laughs> combined. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, I was nine pounds, 13 ounces. So, or 12, nine pounds, yeah. No, I don't know. I was I was big baby. <laughs> I was two weeks late, so wow. I was I was this close to you know okay. getting my cable. So you were assigned elephants like before mm -hmm. you can even remember. Yes. Possibly before you were born. Yes. So when I when I you know first came back to my nursery, there was elephants around me at all times. Like they were everywhere. You know, I had a giant elephant stuffed animal, uh -huh. which for years I was convinced was shrinking, but I was actually getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I swear to God. I was like, Mom, my elephant keeps shrinking. And she's like, oh. What, 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 how old were you when this, well, when you understood that perspective? Was <laughs> that was last year. It was last year. <laughs> no. No, um, I had this, yeah. So um, my sister was bears. Um, I was elephants. Um, my other brother was tigers. My other brother was a lion. And then my youngest sister's a giraffe. So you have so all, all have of the things from Judy Garland's fate in this line, <laughs> Basically. And from Wizard of Oz, yeah, lions and, and tigers and bears, bears and elephants and yeah. one other goddamn thing. Oh my! <laughs> um, uh, but my sister, true to form, quickly dropped her bear thing, uh -huh. and then started liking frogs, and then started liking horses, and now I think she likes sloths and mammoths. <laughs> so she likes really slow moving. Is she lazy? Yeah, well, no, that's the thing. She's kind of hyper. She's all hyped oh, up. Oh, so she needs these animals yeah, to calm her. to remind her what it looks like to move slowly. Yeah. Okay. And then me, true to form, slow and steady wins the race. I have always liked elephants and have never varied. So there was never a time where you felt elephants were forced on you? And, like, were there teenage years where you rebelled against your assigned animal? No. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems natural. At some point, I'd be like, no matter like, how much I like this, what, I didn't get to choose the elephant, man. I'm a gazelle, mom. God. <laughs> no, uh, actually, in high school, I embraced it even harder. Like, <laughs> I was doing like a Laverne and Shirley thing where I would like rock an elephant patch on like all my hoodies. And and I was like, it's my thing, you know, uh -huh. and like, and I had tons. I've I like jewelry is my other obsession, right. and I have tons of elephant jewelry. So at all times, I have at least two elephants on my person. So where are your elephants now? <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, <laughs> now I I wear this elephant ring. Okay. And then I have an elephant tattoo, okay. and I'm wearing gray, which yeah. is elephant like. <laughs> Although most elephants are brown. And the older they get, they're spotted, and they have a lot of hair, which a lot of people don't know about. Okay. Interesting, right? Right. So when did you start accusing? Like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it is. It's interesting up to a point. We'll you get know, back to know, it. We no, can talk about uh, it later. No, but I'm interested in, so you accepted elephants, and obviously is, is children. We just sort of embrace whatever yeah. weird graphic representations of animals are around us. Yeah. Uh, so when did you start actually learning, like, facts about the actual animal? Well... You know, when you're told to collect something, then people give you that as a gift. So oh, elephants right. showed up on everything, and then people started giving me, like, statues and books. And then I, I loved to read. And when I was little, I'd read everything I could get my hands on. And so I just started to read up about elephants. And then the more I read, the more I felt, you know, at the risk of sounding chody, like, spiritually connected to the elephant. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I do feel very similar to elephants in so in in a lot of ways, which I know sounds okay. really no, ridiculous. I think this is a good time to break down the facts, though, <laughs> to let out the, the full-on geek. So now that we know that you yeah. feel that when you're describing facts about elephants, you're also describing facts about Lauren. Yeah, well, this will be even more interesting. I mean, no, well, to a point. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, I do feel like the, my strongest part is in between my shoulder blades, which is like an elephant. Your strongest part. <laughs> yeah, what the man. fuck does that mean? Well, I'm just like your really, sternum or yeah, your Well, spine? I don't know because I mean, ele- everyone's like everyone thinks like you. The elephants have strong backs, and they really don't. But they have incredibly strong. Um, shoulders and their front legs. Okay. So when, like, my, uh, like when you put your huts, you know, those traveling huts, on on the back of an elephant. Like act- you do, yeah. Like you do, like you do. Yeah. You actually are putting them in between their shoulder blades. You would never put it on its back because that's okay. harmful. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping some knowledge. Hi now, hi now. <laughs> if you could say after every elephant fact, bam, I'd really appreciate that. You, you, you got it. Okay, so tell me some more facts about elephants. Um, well, my very first elephant I ever met was a retired circus performer named George, which was very unique because usually... <laughs> what, Joe? <laughs> that what? <is> funny. <laughs> because usually you don't... Usually there's, males are almost never a part of the circus because they're very hard to train. Okay. And uh, mostly uh, what you see in a circus setting is Asian elephant because um, they are more docile and they're smaller than African elephants. And everyone knows the distinction between Asian and African, right? We know? um, Ears! The ears! And also sometimes the tusks. How how are the ears different? Uh, African elephants have huge ears, the big like Dumbo type Uh ears. And Asian elephants have actually very small ears that are pressed up against the head. And can you say bam? Bam! (laughs) (laughs) Was that too loud? No, was that great. too bam? Thank, no, that's great. Thank you for <laughs> indulging me. Uh, okay, so yeah, so I, I would read I would read up about elephants, and then I just um, oh, one of my favorite elephant facts is that do you guys know the story of the, of Cyclops? Like the the lore of a Cyclops? It's a giant with mm-hmm. one eye, right? Right. Um, so they believe that that story originated because somebody happened upon an elephant skull that they couldn't explain because they they would see an elephant in real life and it has a long nose right. and then two eyes but an elephant skull actually looks like a huge skull with a giant hole in the middle and you can't see the eye holes because elephants uh, eyes are on the side of their head, so it's kind of hidden. Wow. So it looks like this inexplicable skull with a giant big eye in it. Well, um, bam. So, bam, <laughs> right? Bam. I actually remember reading that in, like, the third grade when I was like, Mom, did you know? Okay. <laughs> so, so far, <laughs> what I'm getting from you <laughs> is that... I think I'm a cyclops, yes. You... You think you're a cyclops. Yes. You have strong shoulders. Yes. And males are hard to train for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> but seriously, though, tell me, tell me more. Uh, like, I, uh, I understand. I'm, I'm not mocking the sort of feeling of spiritual connection yeah. to an animal. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, the very first podcast, I did a monologue about liking squirrels. And yeah. some of it is, like, they're ridiculous creatures. Yeah. But on some level, there's that sort of, like, uh, that's part of the reason I like them, because I'm a comedian and I relate to yeah. what it is to be ridiculous and yet function in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, so I'm not mocking it. I do understand, like, some connection to it, but I'm interested more in... I have um, the... Um, I really like that they're the largest, uh, like, living land mammal, and they could fucking kill you. <laughs> they could kill you easily, and they decide not to because they choose kindness. I read this book called When Elephants Weep, 
and it it's it's uh there's a story about elephants in there but there it also like chronicles like the emotion of a lot of different types of animals and um one of the things about animals it's a ma uh, elephants are matriarchal so they the the herd is is female led um, the men tend to roam free and then we'll meet up with the herd for a period of time, usually to do it. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, Is that the elephant <laughs> mating yeah. song? Hey, 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 Except hey. for kind of slow and low. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact, elephant penises <laughs> can get up to nine feet long. Ah, so an scary. elephant penis is taller than me? Yes. By like a on, lot. Uh, by like a lot. And they like, you know. Like the dip is taller than you. Yep. Me. And they run after you and they're dripping and creepy. <laughs> You're welcome. Who's eating? <laughs> no. Bam. Oh, oh, bam. Um, but um, they're a matriarchal society and they, um, they, the, <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> I just appreciate this about comedians who can go from like dick joke, dick joke, but seriously, no. <laughs> well, you know, because when I you do, do comedy, most comedians are actually really serious people, which yes. is an interesting fun fact, not related to elephants. <laughs> um, but um, so they're they're um, they're uh, matriarchal society. I've said that a hundred times now, um, or three, and um, they um, they they really do have in incredible memory. Oh, so that's not, I thought that it's was not, bullshit. That's not bullshit. That is not bullshit. It's uh, been documented. They, they're migratory, so they follow where the water goes. So okay. the matriarch is in charge of leading the herd to water. And so she stores all the maps in her brain, basically. And so if the weather changes, she's also like the navigator. Like, oh, we usually find water here, but it hasn't rained in 40 days. So we're going to go to this route. And she's the one who has to decide that. And it's a very important job because if the matriarch is wrong, the herd can die. So it's high stakes to be the matriarch. Okay. It's no baloney. So this and this is how you relate to them, because. Well, no. <laughs> is it, I keep asking <laughs> I you how you relate a, to them, and you're just like, I'm "Well, here's a fact." There. I'm getting there, Joe. No. Okay. Um, uh, but they. Big dicks, ladies know where the water is. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> exactly. Just like me. <laughs> um, uh, and so they they have incredible memories. That's how they remember. That's how they remember where the water is. Okay. And if um, the elephant graveyard, if you heard of the elephant graveyard too, that's like the lore of yeah. the elephant graveyard. When an elephant has gotten old enough and they know it'll hold the herd back, they will say their goodbyes and they will remove themselves from the herd and go die. <laughs> I know, right? That's some, that's some potent shit right there. Yeah. So uh, what? So what do elephants sound like when they're talking to each other? So when one elephant's like, gotta go die, <laughs> what, is, it, is it all, there's been is it all, all this, like there's uh, been the trunk honking? Yeah, they hug and they, they weep and they, um, they hold each other. Oh. And one of the, one of the uh, I saw an elephant documentary once where, um, where a woman, oh, I'm going to cry, you guys. Every time I say this one, I'm going to cry. Oh. This is how I'm spiritually connected. Where, um, a woman lost her child, like, or mm. she lost her baby elephant, and she was in grief, like, unbelievable grief. Grieving like a mother would, like any mother would. And the rest of the women in the, in the herd, um, they had to go. They <laughs> it's okay. They had to go, and she wouldn't leave her dead baby. So they, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, hilarious. Um, so they, they um 
they dug in their shoulders and they lifted the mother up. Wow. And they carried her for miles and miles while she was weeping because she couldn't. That's like that's she like couldn't get it the elephant version of like I wouldn't believe that in a film. That's two melodramatic yeah, elephants. It's but it's real. It's very beautiful and like you see that do it like very close knit groups of women will do that for each other all the time, and so that it's very human. It's very relatable, and it was really powerful to watch. It's really interesting. Um, so there you go. <laughs> so that's one of that's one of the reasons why like I think and they're these beasts, they're huge, huge animals right. that could fucking kill you and they choose not to because they genuinely like they genuinely want to relate and they genuinely like humans. They think we're funny and <laughs> they like us around, right? Um so um one of my favorite stories is called Modoc. If you haven't read it, I, it's a great fast read. It's technically a children's book, okay. although I think it's more of a British children's book because it has some pretty hardcore themes in it. Okay. Um, Do you know that Modoc's also a ridiculous villain in a comic book? Is it? He's just a giant head. He's like mental organism designed only for killing. That's what Modoc stands for. Really? So he's like the anti-elephant. Oh, he's no. big and mean and will kill people and doesn't care about feelings. Well, Modoc anyway. is the real name of an elephant that is Jumbo, as we know Jumbo of, as to, of today. Okay. So it was a female elephant who was huge. She was born in Germany, and she, had, and, uh, and she was one of the first elephants that ever um, experienced um, like kind training. Usually people like whip and stuff. And her her trainer was a Jew that lived in Germany and that he treated he treated his elephants with kindness and they, they found that they would do more for them. Um, and then the German circus or the German circus went under, or it was a German zoo, it got sold to an American circus. They wouldn't take the trainer with him. Uh -huh. um, so he stowed away on the ship <laughs> uh, because he was Jewish and they were being racist. Um, so he stowed away on the ship. The ship broke down. All the or all the, the other elephants died, but this right. elephant survived. Modoc survived and then saved a bunch of passengers. And they um and they all floated onto this boat. And then the trainers uh, they were like, We can't obviously take the elephant onto the boat. So ele the elephant floated on its back with the trainer on its belly for days and days in the ocean. Wow. And finally they floated up onto India and in India the elephant is very revered. And so they were taken in by the Maharaja. They got to meet the infamous white elephant, which is like oh, I know. Pot, this, right? <laughs> yes, it is pot. No. Um <laughs> and so they got to meet the white elephant and then <laughs> I know and then um uh and they um and then they eventually um where was it going with this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Modoc was token yes, of the Maharaja. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So he was he was a guest of the Maharaja. <laughs> and then eventually they, they left to go uh, work in the teak forest, which elephants are excellent lumberers because they're so strong. Um, but in the story, um, these this group of bandits were coming up on Modoc and um, they were gonna murder the trainer. Right. And they had developed such a bond that um, and this is one of my favorite examples of an elephant. Um, Modoc, uh, he pulled a knife on his on his trainer. Modoc uh, let like shook his trainer off of him of her, and then grabbed the bandit by the waist, raised him up in the air, slammed him <laughs> head down onto the ground, stepped on his skull, <laughs> ripped his body off, and tossed him into the jungle. 
Wow. Go Moda. <laughs> I know. Bam. Bam. <laughs> and I don't condone violence, but because <laughs> but but that is fucking badass. Am that I is not? Badass. That is badass. It's and like, it, all for the love. It wasn't. And this elephant would never had never had a history of violence. It would never hurt anything. Right. So Modoc out of love was like out of love. I've squeezed you to death. I've crushed your head. But just to be sure, I'm gonna rip your head off. I'm gonna the body. rip your head off and then fucking toss your <laughs> body toss into it. the jungle. Take that, <laughs> bandit. Yeah. yeah. So I I think in those in those ways I really like how powerful they are. And yet they choose to be gentle. And it is a choice. They could kill you at any moment and they choose not to. That's why when you hear about like elephants going rogue in circuses, they've been mistreated. They're super smart and and they're bored and they've been abused in some way and they can't take it anymore. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? It's it's interesting. It's the same thing that what a human would do, you know? Yeah. And they get they love getting drunk. That's also a fact. <laughs> so Disney Disney had it correct. All those all those stories that you hear about um, elephants and liquor, they love it. They okay. um, they're just they're drunks. Yeah, they're drunks. They're alcoholics. They um they love that sugar. So there's actually a, a famous circus story um, where an elephant would be uh, was chained into the ground. She would dig up her chain, sneak out of her tent, <laughs> go into the liquor tent, get drunk stumble back to her tent and put her put her chain back into the ground. <laughs> hey. Nobody wow, knew. Wow, that's really impressive. And every night they'd be like, where's the liquor? And it's in the elephant. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but did the el- how did the elephant not Bam. like... Oh, the elephant picking up the liquor alone, I th- think, would like disturb the rest <laughs> yeah. of the bar. Would she able to actually just like, I'll just take the Bombay Sapphire <laughs> and nothing else? Well, I think it, I think it was back in the day where like it was like in kegs. Okay, so she it was would just like triple X. She would like get the lid off the keg with okay. her nose because they're really dexterous. The noses. Okay. And she would get the and then drink it or douse herself in it. And then <laughs> toss the fucking keg and then go back. Yeah. Cool. So at this point in the podcast, I usually try to get people to, to open up a little bit more about exactly why they're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's necessary in your case. What? Really? No, no. no. You've, uh, you've given a very clear outline of, of when they came into your life and, yeah. and, and how they affect you on a deep level. Yeah. So I want to ask you a different question. Sure. How do you think your life would be different if you had been assigned a different animal, if you hadn't been assigned elephants? Do you think you would have found them anyway? I don't know. That's a really good question because, like, you kn- I had a friend in high school who was raised a vegetarian mm-hmm. before, like, you know, now vegeta- being a vegetarian is kind of, like, a thing. Like, everybody, every other person yeah. is, like, a vegetarian or whatever, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I some know. people are born that yeah. way, yeah. But, like, back when I was in high school, in the 90s, it was, like, kind of a coup still. It was, like... You know, like when girls were like, I'm bisexual, you know, I'm a vegetarian. Like, it was like this thing. I know, that's all I heard in the yeah, halls exactly, as I walked down. Exactly, exactly. And we all had overalls on, which is the worst part. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all the bisexuals Just and vegetarians. Just Pearl Jam and discovering our sexuality. Um, but we... <laughs> Don't call me daughter. I might be a lesbian. So, um, but yeah, he was raised, his mom, his mom didn't eat meat, his dad didn't eat meat, and he was raised that way, like, baby on. So he had never known what meat tasted like, any, in any capacity. And he just learned to eat that way, and he, and, and, and he just never knew any difference. So I think that's with me, an elephant, so I really don't know. I mean, I have to think that if it was a different animal... Like, can you imagine if it was like hummingbirds or something? I know. I'd be like what bullshit. I'd be like, I'm a 
I don't know. <laughs> for, for you listeners out there, I was moving my shoulders. Yes. I don't know why. Like you're trying to fly and couldn't because you're not a hummingbird, goddammit. I'm a land mammal, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the biggest land mammal. Yeah. You know, and like. You're a kind land mammal. I'm a kind, who could kill who could me fucking, at any moment. Yes, exactly. If you wanted to. I think that's another and thing. Take my beer <laughs> without <laughs> me noticing. Beer. And then sneak away. Yeah. Um, elephants are substantial, they have power just yes. by their size, their presence. Like, you always notice You that. know when an elephant you know walks in a fucking room. Elephants in a room. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoy that. I enjoy that as well. And they're also, um, they, they're, they're joyful animals. So, you know, like otters, they're mm-hmm. one of the few animals that plays just to play. And, um, and I also, I, 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 I feel very passionately about the power of play as yeah. well. You know, I've chosen it as a career. Right. To try and get, bring joy, get people to have joy, remind people there is joy. And I think elephants do that, um, even though they could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So uh, I want to close up the podcast yes. uh, by asking you, we always end on some serious uh, pompous questions. Ooh, so I have some okay. for you, if you're ready. Yes, give it. If you could bring any comedian back from the dead and perform with that zombie comedian, <laughs> who would that comedian be? Oh, my goodness. That is hard. I'm going to say for my money, I would consider Modoc a comedian <laughs> if you want to say Modoc. I want to say Eleanor Roosevelt, but because I have a... Th- <laughs> Did I she have do a th- stand-up? No, but I have a theory that she was funny. Like, <laughs> I know she... <laughs> is this count? Does this count? Hey, I, sure, I have a theory counts. that Eleanor Roosevelt is, is funny. Like, when you're in a privileged... Um, when you're in a privileged, you know, setting, she right. grew up as a as a Roosevelt or Roosevelt, as some of the Roosevelts call themselves. <laughs> um, you know, you you you're you're you have access to more books. She had access to like to speak her. Mo- oh, d- is this important? No. She had a- access to like speak her mind and stuff. So I have a I have a theory that she's really funny. So you would love to do I like would a love set with <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I want to do a comedy routine with Eleanor Roosevelt. She'll do bits about hockey and like <laughs> secretly signing papers for her husband slash cousin, and I will fill in the rest. Nice. Okay. Uh, next Does question. That work? Oh yeah, of course. You're so yeah. disappointed. I am not even remotely <laughs> yeah. disappointed. I, I didn't expect you to go, Bob Hope. Next question. <laughs> I, I, I expected something exotic. Bob Hope would be cool though. I don't yeah. know if he'd like me though. No, I think he'd. Go, I he think seems he'd be kinda, He seems kind of. I don't know. Doesn't he seem kind of like... Dead? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Bob Hope... I- is Richard Pryor dead? Mm. Yeah. yeah. The audience is saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might be fun, too. <laughs> but he's got a bad history with white women, so... Yeah, so if it I could be you, <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt, and Richard Pryor... Yeah. So he had to choose walk, which we'll one of you. Walk into a bar and do a set. It'll be awesome. Well, Richard Pryor. He, anyway. Um, <laughs> so next question is, what is the sound of one hand laughing? Oh. <laughs> it's ambiguously offensive was what the sound is. Wouldn't that be so creepy, though? If, like, you're, it really was. You're watching TV. <laughs> And like you were like nonplussed uh-huh. by what just happened, but your hand thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and then you just hear a light, like disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Bam! <laughs> You're welcome. All right, and your final question mm-hmm. is, what is happiness? Ah, uh, 
Well, Joe. <laughs> uh, having something to look forward to? Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Anderson. <laughs> Yay! Obsessed. Obsessed. Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw.